This is the voice, Michael Shirello. You're listening to the MM Maniacs podcast. You're listening to the MM Maniacs with Nick David and Matt Kona. All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, animals of all varieties, the MM Maniacs podcast here, Nick David. John Paul Rivera, <laughs> and I'm not Matt Kona, I'm John Paul Rivera. Right. I'm a very special guest on this episode. JPR and twice. I'll be treated as such. <laughs> That's because I've got... Uh, you, you have all the power. You're the listenership. You're one of right. three people. I gave a five-star rating and review of your podcast because I enjoy it so much. I've listened to just about every ep- every round of the MMA Maniacs podcast. Steven got the so terminology much. down. All right. <laughs> so I'm very excited to be here. When John, when John met my wife earlier, uh, a f- just a few minutes ago, hey. she said, hey, oh, you're the one that listens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, it's I, I organize the very well-attended weekly uh, MMA Maniacs w- listening parties. <laughs> Yeah, but it's let just you, you and your but brother in a bathtub. They, let me tell you, the listening parties are get they get pretty off the hook. Uh, a lot of sexual stuff goes down, so sometimes we kind of forget to listen because we're so, all getting, growing and, sexual. And sometimes you do it with other people. Uh, is it, is it? This is a modern day nitro party. Absolutely. But yeah. So um, wait a second. So John Paul Rivera does a bunch of nitrous and then jerks off and listens to the MMA experience. Is this what I'm listening to? I I'm love, not sure what I hear. I've only done nitrous one time, but God, it was so good. I loved it. I when, knew if I kept I was doing a, it, though, I'd mess up my brain real bad. When I was a kid, I had a buddy of mine whose dad was a dentist. And Can he, this guy the same age as you? Uh, no, he was older than oh, me. Okay. I was 16, mm. and he was in his 20s. Oh. His parent is that. How wait? Did you? How did you know him? Did you uh, him? He, my best friend, worked at a Pizza Hut, and he worked at the Pizza Hut with my best friend. Oh, but he God. also w- did the cleaning for his father's uh, dentist dental Ooh. practice. <laughs> so he had the keys. So he would go would go over to his dental practice and do nitrous. Would you just do it right and, out uh, of the mask? Yes. Oh man! And one time, I I. I did one and I hit the whole tray. It was all his, oh, no. all his shit, all his tools, all his little picks, and like four of them stuck in the fucking wall. And oh, oh really? man, <laughs> yeah, it was not. He's like, all right. I don't even. I don't remember the dude's name at all. But he was like, all right, we gotta go, man. We gotta go. I'm like on the floor. I can't. I couldn't. You know what's weird? I also don't remember the names of the people I was huffing nitrous with. <laughs> Somehow those you know, those neurons just didn't fire that well. Wow. Well, oh, so I've, speaking of I've MMA, never, I've never done straight up nitrous, but you've done whippets. I'm I've sure. done whippets, yeah. and I remember who I was with. Oh, right. <laughs> Shout out to Richie, Kenny, <laughs> Joe. It was many moons ago. Many the rest moons of the whipped cream gang. I was 16 years old. I would not uh, do or endorse doing whippets or nitrous socks or any other kind of. No, I I do endorse it. I think it's great. Just don't do it all the time. (laughs) Don't do it through a training mask. And uh, if you're doing (laughs) it, make sure to fucking keep an eye out on any uh, 
dental equipment nearby. Yeah, it's USADA yeah. would not approve. You no. never, you never know when you're gonna fall down and hit that dental tray, and shit's gonna pink right into the wall. Yeah, you just never know. So I have, uh, I have a little bit of piece of interesting news. <laughs> it's not really. Oh. It's interesting to me, and probably just me only. But yesterday, Frank Mir did a Q and A on Facebook. And it was, uh, you know, it was kind of weird. It was mostly just all stupid questions. Um, and so you could see him, like, take a breath and roll his eyes and then answer this next stupid question. But I asked him, uh, I said, what is your plan going into this fight against Hunt? Do you plan on, do you think you have the skills to stand up with him? Or do you plan on taking him down? And uh, Frank Beer answered, uh, he said, uh you know, I don't, I don't think it's any mystery what I'm going to try and do and what he's going to try and do. He's going to try and knock my block off, and I'm going to try and do a double leg on him and put him on the mat. So, uh, you know, those are the two plans right there. <laughs> That's it. Mir's going for Mir's going head hunting, and, uh, and I mean, uh, Hunt's going head hunt. Hunt is going head hunting, and Mir is going arm. Armbar hunting. He's looking for limbs. That's right. Oh, that's on Facebook. They did that. Yeah, it was just. It was really fast too. Like I got a message, like a Facebook message that popped up, and I signed on, and it lasted like five minutes. It was real weird. Huh. It was so fast. It was like, what? Uh, what was the point of that? <laughs> It was like so you almost, bizarre. Like, of all the shit that that guy has to do today to lead up all of the media obligations that guy has. A five-minute Facebook what, check-in? Yeah, what was that? They just had a minute for the fans. That's I cool. So. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I was I was excited that he answered my question. I thought what that was What was the neat. dumbest question that you saw get asked that uh, he rolled his eyes at? Oh, God. I What's wish I Brock could Lesnar remember. really like? I wish I could remember, but they all had to do with other people. The people kept asking him about Conor McGregor and where's he going to go next and what's he going to fight. It's like, what the fuck? You have one chance to fucking ask Frank Mir, oh, one of oh, the greatest oh, heavyweights Mir, of all time. Frank Mir, Frank Mir, did you see 10 Cloverfield Lane yet? <laughs> what do you think? What did you think of the last 15 minutes? Oh, don't talk about it because no. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen yeah, I just, okay. I just, if you I, said, okay, don't mark. If, yeah. I haven't seen anything, so I don't, I'm not saying anything because I haven't. I don't know anything. I haven't seen anything. I'm just right. whatever I just said is completely. I got nonsense. Now I'm just going to be waiting for the last 15 minutes. All right. <laughs> How long is this? Nick says nothing's coming up till then. That's the. I guess that's the trouble you can get in when the you have no notice, and then because you don't have Frank Mir's fan unless they they happen to have been online there, the knowledgeable Frank Mir Facebook fans. To, I, to I, well, Facebook. On. I have to think that somebody was curating the questions for him because they were coming up at such a rapid pace. He was he was answering one out of twenty questions, and so I was lucky that mine made it through. I think mine made it through because it was one of the only questions that had anything to do with him right. or the fight coming up. You know, everybody else was like, yeah. what kind of socks do you wear? What kind of pizza do you like? If I it's, know, if it's the internet, I can expect some of the questions to be like, why are you such a bitch ass? You know? Well, that's the thing. A lot of YouTube questions would, <laughs> would probably be like that. It's yeah. crazy. Even when you watch, uh, if you watch the, MMA hour live and you don't have it in full screen, you see a constant waterfall of the most ignorant YouTube <laughs> comments that are, have nothing to do with an intelligent discussion that's going on. But um, here's a fact that I got today from friends 
of the uh, of the podcast, meaning a podcast that I enjoy listening to called Severe MMA. Ah. John Paul has heard it. Yes, yes. I have heard it. The Irish MMA uh, podcast. And they gave a fact that uh, Frank Mir uh, has only had four submission wins in the last ten years. So that's just just a fact, just a little stat out there. Only four of his submission wins in the last ten years. But I think three of those four have permanently disfigured a person. <laughs> Maybe. One of them was Brock Lesnar in his UFC debut. Yeah, yeah that that ankle lock. Yep. And um I I forget the the, the list of of all the uh the people that he that he's tapped in the last 10 years. Well, I Nogueira, say, he yeah, Nogueira ripped his one. Frickin' snapped his arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say Overeem. Uh, or wait, maybe he lost to Overeem. I'm, I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm, I'm crossing up my knowledge. But yeah, if it's screw four it. in ten years, research. Who needs it? <laughs> it? Hey, listen. I thought we didn't. Know, we had no. no you don't have to explain plan anything. To this. You don't have to explain anything, <laughs> Matt Cohen. I'm just giving you shit. Yeah. I love you dearly. Uh, <laughs> but I there just, aren't a lot of tap out. I mean. In the heavyweight division, that, that is typically a division where submissions take a back seat to knockouts. When you're getting to cha- championships, I know the championship was unified with the Fabricio Verdum guillotine choke of Cain Velasquez and has not been defended since then. Uh, but it was won with a knee to Mark Hunt, the original interim title was before that and of course Cain Velasquez took it from uh Junior Dos Santos and Brock Lesnar both by TKL. So uh not a division where a lot of s- submissions happen. If we want to jump right to the picks, I'm picking Mark Hunt by knockout. Oh, all right. Well, I'm <laughs> on the complete other side of that cuz I am I respect Mark Hunt's takedown defense, but I don't think that he's going to be able to hold Mir off enough. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that the only, the only thing that's going to save Mark Hunt is takedown defense. Because if he gets taken down, it's all over but the crying. If he gets taken down, Frank Mir is going to grab a hold of something and rip it off. Because that's what he do. He go crazy like that. He go crazy <laughs> on that limb right there. He take that shit like a, like a he snaps it. That sounds like a replay. I'll have to turn my head away from him. <laughs> Freaking, uh, yeah, those are not. They freak me out. John Paul's favorite. They freak me the, out. The, the, yeah, bend, not, the I'm not a fan myself. Hyperextension of limbs. I gotta say, it looks like it really sucks. <laughs> yeah, having been on the receiving end of that before, I can tell you it does suck. Oh, I was right. I was right. <laughs> Weird. You're so smart, John Paul. I, I figure, you know. Now, John Paul does make picks uh, and on time and all the way. Well, I just I, <laughs> I, I, I do it Matt by... Matt just gonna just going to be passive-aggressive <laughs> shitty on me. <laughs> uh, and he knows how to use recording equipment. Uh, but it's just, that's not I true. I should be recording this. Um, <laughs> well, uh, y- I've you, only had one. I've only had. I only lost the one. That's true. And then and, and, and then, Cheney and Landwehr that stopped because the disc got full. Right, the disc got point. full. Um, that's the only because thing. I and, I, and, and don't take 
don't take me wanting to be thorough so we don't have to Guess what I redo found? my precious I, words. I found uh, my two nice recorders that I have. I have ooh. two other Zoom recorders that are this brand. Mm. Two other Zoom recorders. One has two mics. One has four mics on it. Oh, you so have four mic Zoom recorder. It's a Zoom recorder. It's just like this. It's about the size of my I, phone. Yeah, yeah. It has a I little know. little top on the front. It has two front and two Looks rear like mics. A taser. Yeah. yeah. So you can set it up right in front of us in, in a small. I have a small table up there that we normally. A lot of times we've done this podcast up around the small table, which I'm going to set up down here eventually. Um, but um, we can just set it up in the middle of the table, and that could be a like a little fail safe. Nice for everybody. Yeah, yeah, those things are cool. I like them. Matt Cohn is getting out his camera fail safe <laughs> yeah. as we speak. That's yeah, right. <laughs> Straight to YouTube. <laughs> did you hear the? Uh, did you hear the Michael Chavello? Did I play that for you? The yes, you did. Oh. The uh, I'm very happy the voice with it. yes from Axis this is the voice Michael Chavello Axis Fright you're listening to Animaniacs podcast nice good stuff Axis Fight Night oh yeah uh, we're all looking at our phones right now during a pod- I'm looking at my video camera <laughs> well we kind of took I'm trying a break. To find I'm trying to find the card. Yeah, me too. Uh, me so too. we can so we can run through it a little bit here. Uh I just sent a message I just sent a message to Joey Gomez uh about doing I've the podcast. My, I've got my and picks so up. He might be calling in any second. And I also got I got a message from Tandon McCrory, uh who I talked to him earlier about about doing the podcast and uh I sent him one just a while ago. Uh, to see if he was if he was still down for it, and this is the message that I got back from him. It says, "Sesame Street Live, dude. They got real nutty real quick." Oh, <laughs> Sesame Street Live. That's like the best. That's like the best reply ever. I think so. I think Sesame so. Street Live, dude. They got real nutty real quick. Would Kona be the, awesome? Would that be the Big Bird in that? In Sesame Street Live. Yes. <laughs> uh, maybe can I be Snuffleupagus? I think so. Sesame right. Street Live on ice would be even better if you guys can. You got Nick? Can you ice skate? Do you know how to ice no, skate? No, very poorly. Have you ever done it? You know, I went. I went a little bit when I was a kid. I'm asking if you want to go ice skating. And with I soon. no, <laughs> no. I, I went like maybe four, three or four years ago to the. There's a place here in Manchester. I went with my wife. And I biffed so hard. I, I was started going forward and my legs started going, shong, 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 and they wouldn't stop going. It was like I was doing like a, like a jazz dance, like, yeah. mm, you know, <laughs> like a very enter- dangerous jazz dance. We have knives yeah. in our feet. <laughs> you know, like the ones where your arms and your legs are both straight at the same time. Oh, I know exactly. Yeah. What yeah. You're you know, like about. the, yeah. yeah. So I'm doing like that thing going forward. And then all of a sudden, both of my legs go completely out from under me. Back and I go straight out like a like a plank nice. and go straight down. Do a fl- do a fr- straight down on my stomach and I'm just going. Bump. I'm just I'm on the ice and I'm going because oh. I can't breathe at all. And little ladies, what about your wife? Little old ladies, <laughs> little old ladies are trying to help me up, and I'm like, no, this is very <laughs> dangerous for you. Get away from me! I'm dangerous. I'm about to kill you. <laughs> 
Uh, what about your wife? What was she doing when all when you were? She was were, laughing at oh, me. Okay. That was she my, didn't fall down with you. No, she was. She, she was, was falling was, down. She laughing. was falling down laughing. <laughs> she right. just let you go down. <laughs> hey, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, not a big. No, I don't think she saw me. I think she was. She still was still going, and then when she turned around, saw that I was threatening old back. women for That's coming right. close to you. When she saw that, I was, I was trying to help them. <laughs> Literally, the first person that came over to me was like a twelve-year-old girl, and I'm like, no. <laughs> This is not, this is not gonna work. She's offering to help me get up. I'm like, this is a bad deal for you, kid. Get out of here. And then like some old lady tried. I'm like, no. Just let me, let me mismanage this situation on my own without injuring any of else. The team strong form lumberjacks is all going to the bathroom. They couldn't help you up. Right. So did you, was that it for you then for ice skating? Yeah, I was done after that. My wife's <laughs> obsessed. She has a pair of hockey skates. She loves to go skating. She doesn't do figure skates. She's a hockey skates. And she goes, uh, we have a good friend of ours, uh, David Stefanelli. Shout out to David Stefanelli, who's, what's up? Would have no reason to listen to this, but he's a, um, uh, he loves entertainment. He's a world renowned drummer. He's a world renowned drummer. He's, uh, he's done a million things. He, one of the last things he did was he did Sullier and his, uh, the Avalon tour he did. Um, but he's been and he was in RTZ with uh, with Brad Delp and Barry Gaudreau and um, do you remember the you remember the, uh, remember in the early '90s or late '80s they had the maybe not maybe not because you guys were probably short circuit very, too if you're gonna say no, short circuit too I remember uh, that it might be mid might be if mid, it's my pet monster related 90s. I know <laughs> it no, actually, I think it was '90s do you remember the uh, the California raisins yeah, yeah of course, of course. Oh, okay yeah, so he was yeah. the drummer on that. On the herd oh, for the grapevine on that track. Yeah, really? yeah. Wow. And he's, did you ever, you ever listen to Red Peters? No. You ever listen to Red Peters? He's like a comedy. He's like a, he's I've like heard, a, heard of him, yeah. He does that, he does the song, um, uh, how's your whole family? Okay, yeah. I've how's heard that. your whole? No, nothing. I, I Suck on that. a stiff cock. Tail <laughs> with me. Suck Whoa. on a stiff cock. Tail with me. Is that supposed Take to be like- your pants down. To the cleaners today. That's your. Anyways, that's like his big famous song. Stuff is. I get what the gimmick is, where it's like dirty, but then it's not really dirty. But suck on a stiff cocktail. Oh, now I get. Wow, I didn't get it at first. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty nice. good. Uh, how's your dick, Tation machine? How's your dick? Uh, anyways, that's the uh, that's David Stefanelli. Anyways, and back to the other point is there's David Stefanelli. I know there. there's a there's a this one and that one, this one. Uh, David Stefanelli lives on a pond. He lives on a lake, and my wife goes out to his house sometimes. He and his wife uh, live right on this lake, and so she goes out there and goes ice skating sometimes. Sometimes when it's frozen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I'm all done. I'm sorry. I would love to go do something fun, and ex- I go. I'll go. I go roller skating with you. Um, but I, but can I be that romantic? Too? Can I videotape? Because <laughs> I used to be a badass roller skater. I didn't know you could. Get, I I don't think you could get that good at roller skating. I just went when I was in middle school to try to make out with chicks. Yeah, was, absolutely. Was, really did it. We used to smoke in the bathroom, make out with chicks. We'd race. There was always races. We race, and then you can learn how to go backwards. I could go backwards. Yeah, I'd go backwards. None of that the, transferred over one? to the ice, this though, little, huh? This, no, not at <laughs> all, dude. So weird, huh? No, you got four. That's you got. A, you have a. You have much more of a base in in roller skates. You could have wore goalie skates. 
Those have two blades. Oh, they do. Oh, I, I think I need that. three. Or they're just. <laughs> I think I need three or four blades. <laughs> it's like a. It's like only skates might not have four two, blades but. and training wheels. You need as many blades yeah. in your skates as you have on your razor. That's so right. Like, All right. So ooh. six. Yeah. You need mock skates. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. So we're going to have a special expert Peckham episode with comedian John Paul Rivera. Oh, I am good at this. And 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 you are pretty good. But the thing is, in my purpose of the podcast, my main goal is I'm I'm not a I'm new to a new sport as a fan, and I think that there are ways that people get involved in it as they learn things about the fighters or about different kinds of fighting. And some people get into it just because they like gambling, and then they watch the fights because they have a stake in it. Of course, so exciting. Of course, this isn't money gambling. This is for fun and somewhat bragging rights because uh, sometimes... The picks don't get made, or they don't get made all the way, or they change from what we said on the podcast. But this, uh, but John Paul has joined the league, and anyone that wants to can go to UFC.com, search MMAniacs podcast. It's an open league. I think there's only four of us. I think there's myself, Nick. I, I'm not sure if You're I'm, not in it. I'm not sure think. if I'm in it. I've tried. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. I tweeted I've it out. I've tried. You, I've gone to the URL. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that technically inept, dude. Uh, it's so funny because I don't know what I, whatever I get around you. I know. It's like some kind of, it's some kind of weird fucking technical fog comes over me or something. I'm human I'm tinfoil. Not, I'm not the, I'm not the 90 year old guy that's like, I know, you always I don't have a new understand phone. how this telephone works now. So the information just comes out of the sky? Yeah. <laughs> you did ask me what's up with tic-tac-toe FF. No, you didn't say tic tac toe. All right, I'll, I'll admit this. Here's what I'll admit: I have, I still have no fucking idea how Twitter works. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I understand. I don't understand hashtags at all. I don't understand how you have a conversation with somebody through hashtags. Um, I don't know. I don't understand how you quote someone. I don't know what 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 is. I don't know. I don't know what retweeting is. I don't understand when you quote somebody and retweet. I don't get any of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand how I didn't get a TV deal out of it yet. I mean, it, mine's so funny. <laughs> But how come Hollywood hasn't come knocking? I think you have to, I think you, in order for, I think in order for you to get famous on Twitter, you have to curate other people's humor. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then, then you get a, then Curation. you get a, com- then the, you get a Comedy Central deal. That's Maybe. the whole thing, yeah. John Paul does a, a fun thing on Twitter, at John Pal Rivera. Uh, you can see it there. He he does something called New York Pass. You can also follow very, the that's direct. That's very funny stuff. Oh, thank you. You can also follow it directly at at on Twitter at the New York Past uh, on Twitter or on my personal Instagram at uh, John Pal Rivera on Instagram. But that's the last one to plug because coming soon to maybe regular Instagram. Yeah, maybe, yeah you might have by the own. time this airs, yeah, John maybe. Paul Pal Rivera or the New York Past on Instagram. Just look for the New York Past. You'll find it because it's. It's real good. It's good. It's very funny stuff. If you like the silliness of the over-the-top, regular New York Post things, he does that vibe, which has probably only been done for the last uh, 20 years or so, of yellow journalism and, and headline generators, uh, and he applies it to historic moments in time. That's true. Uh, over-the-top, silly, funny. Very funny. Onion-esque. Stuff. Sorry. You should be. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, this is what, this is part of what I do. Part of what I do is, 
I listen to the episode and then I fucking take out all this shit where there's like a big pregnant pause. We're all looking at our phones. Somebody <laughs> apologizes for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the podcast, it's going to sound pretty strange. So it's like, so, there's so all I this, there's all this science. Of the, that, I'm sorry. That, that the one, <laughs> the, the road to the CES was the most work I've ever put into any podcast. I had, there was so much I had to cut out of that. There was two phone calls. You guys I had two up. entire phone calls. I had Nick Adams called, my wife called. So I had to edit out all of both of those conversations. And then there was a bunch of shit that we talked about that I didn't want on the air. So I'd edit that shit out. And racial slurs. And now you're going to edit yeah. this out. And then there was a, then there was a, there was a time when my, uh, when my, uh, Window defroster came on. It was so loud that it was too loud. You never think to ask about that over the top of people. When you're at the dealership, you never remember to ask like, "How loud is the fucking defroster?" How, I'm not doing a podcast. Like, how is this going to affect my podcast while I'm driving? <laughs> <laughs> I need a good podcast car. What do you have? What's the one you want? <laughs> oh, do a sketch. Sorry. Holy shit! I didn't see this. Neil Magny versus Hector Lombard. Oh my jeebus. Yeah, I was just watching some Whoa. old lumbar fight. He hasn't fought. Sorry, Magni. Mm, there might be a lot of rust on old mm. Lombard there. Could be. And there might be an, a little less Lombard than we saw last time. <laughs> uh, if, if you want to be skeptical about the possible juicy nature of him. Yeah. Um, James Tahuna. <laughs> Look at that hairdo. <laughs> oh, goodness <laughs> lord. Great podcast. We can't even see what you're talking about. Uh, Nick is giggling into his personal phone. <laughs> uh, that might be his business phone. It could be. Oh, Ross Pearson. Oh, Ross Pearson again. He just fought. Uh, he fought in Boston. In Boston. In January. It feels like it was just, that just happened. Eh, January 17th. Yeah, I know. I guess that's right. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't take too much damage in yeah. what was a very boring fight. Uh, I was just, I was just reliving running into him, but not running into him. By running into him, I mean I watched him walk by me with his girlfriend. Nice. Or wife or whoever she was. Yeah. <laughs> Hooker. Oh, yeah, Girlfriend, yeah. wife. Hey, if you're I'm Pearson's not sure. girlfriend. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, if you're Pearson's wife, and <laughs> why is he she's talking like, about? She's like, I was in England the whole time. Who was? Who the fuck was he with? Uh, he was walking by with some young lady. Good looking. Young this lady. is the hair that I'm. This is the haircut that I'm oh, talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, 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 I get that. The fucking what's that horror movie with the fist the, that comes out of the back of their head? Uh, like the, uh, the ring? What? No, I don't the know. Ring. The ring. Fist comes out of yeah. the back of their head. Inception. Looks like you look like the ring. That's gonna Inception. be your answer for everything from now on. Every time I can't go with a reference, Matt Cota goes Inception. I was watching that. I believe that's round nine of the MMA Maniacs podcast, and I was going crazy yeah. listening to you guys not be able to come up with Inception. I was like, that's, that's all right. So, so that's just terrible. my own personal anecdote of watching the episode. No, it wasn't terrible. It happens all the time on podcasts where people are like, oh, I've got to write on the tip of the tongue, and you know it. And you podcast technology doesn't exist where you can just yell it into it, and people will hear it. So, but it was <laughs> Kona, said, Kona said I should have just... Uh, edited it where I, where I came up with it, where I came up with it, and I was like, Inception, yeah, I got it in the first try. (laughs) (laughs) And then cut back to us laughing about me not getting it, but not. Nice. Next time. 
So the UFC will be in Australia this Saturday. It will be technically Sunday for them, but it will air at ten at the regular start time of a UFC pay per view at ten p.m. Uh, the yeah, big six thirty the pre prelims, pass prelims. Yeah. And that, there's a few things to talk about as you have uh, tipped ahead. They'll return after a long time of Hector Lombard. And then you have Mark Hunt trying to put together a little bit of a winning streak, capitalizing on his first round knockout of Bigfoot Silva in his last fight. And then you have Frank Mir trying to bounce back from his loss against Andre Arlovsky. Anyway, division, such a mess. Well, it's just really that. It's, I mean, get, calling it a mess is, is is yeah, that's pretty accurate. But <laughs> it's just it's so. Uh, it's more like anybody, the contender. Who is the number one contender? That's a mess because. Well, here's the problem with the heavyweight division: is that anyone can win on any given day. Everyone's so every all eh, guys. Are, unless your name is Stefan Struve. Mm, uh, maybe, maybe not. Mm-mm. I don't know. He's done it's tough, with- man. He, he uh, Stefan Struve is great. He had so much time off, and he had a heart defect. So, you know, you don't know how he's going to react when he comes back. I'm only down to seven, <laughs> eight, eight. Oh, eight. I made a left out of right. um, <laughs> You're. I'm meaning to say this. You don't know how he's going to come back after a long layoff like that a layoff for a major health issue it's not a broken arm or a torn tendon you can die immediately done checked out gone and he decided to push through it and they told him he was never going to fight again he said that's not happening and the ufc has not given him any breaks coming back they have not, they have not been kind to him coming back. They went, all right, well, you were top 10 when you left, so here you go. Here's some top 10. Um, did he fight? The, the last fight that he fought was Jared Rochalt, which he lost the decision to. And so he's probably top 15. Yeah, possibly. Anyway. That there is a lot of fuckery and confusion in the heavyweight division. First, the, if you want to look at the title, which is going to be defended in Brazil at 198, it's going to be Verdum against Miocic. It was originally supposed to be Verdum against Cain Velasquez in an immediate rematch that was one of the... It, it seems to be a popular thing that the UFC is doing now, which is running it back immediately. I didn't think there really needed to be an immediate rematch for that fight, never mind a a rematch with so much time between them because they fought in June at UFC 188, and and it was pretty one-sided. I know that elevation played a factor, but it it wasn't like Verdum got a freak submission on him. He was battering Kane on the feet, and then he got... Uh, a submission in, I think, the third round via guillotine at the very beginning of the third round. And, and then who's the – there's not really a clear number one contender. Maybe it's going to be the winner of – I don't think it will be the winner of Dos Santos Rothwell. Well, uh, I think that's what they're – I think that's what they're trying for. 
I mean, Dos Santos coming off of a loss. Maybe. Yeah, but Rothwell coming off of a win is for sure. Roth, I, I like, uh, if, I think if, that if Rothwell, Rothwell is really exciting for the heavyweight division and should be the number one contender, uh, after Miocic gets his shot. I think he, Rothwell probably, unless Kane can come back healthy and then that's a very similar to Aldo, Aldo or Edgar argument, whereas he was the champion for so long, does he, does he, Deserve a rematch, even though it was very one-sided when he lost, and that's the same discussion in featherweight division. Well, Cain Velasquez wasn't the champion for nearly as long as yeah, he wasn't for nearly as long for sure. Plus, he lost it and got it back. I know, I know, but that that was almost uh, he he lost a, a flash for, uh, knockout against Dos Santos and then beat him handily twice, right? So, uh, that's sort of just how that trilogy went. But I'm saying cumulatively his, his time at the top because he didn't, I'm trying to remember if he had to do that much after he lost it on the first UFC Fox card before he got the rematch for the title and won it back from Dos Santos. Here, let, let's pause for a second. I'm going to call Joey Gomez. Nick David here, MMA Maniacs Podcast. I'm here with UFC bantamweight prospect Joey Gomez. Joey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Hey, uh, I wanted to talk to you about, uh, I know we had talked before about, uh, the excitement that it is to get a call from the UFC, but how exciting was that when they, when you, when you got the call from the UFC? It was, uh, it was pretty amazing, too surreal, man, you know what I mean? Like, everybody that, you know, competes in MMA wants to fight in the UFC. You know, and I happened, I, I was in 2014, and I got signed to the UFC in 2016, so I can't, I can't complain. That's pretty killer. That's pretty crazy. Now, uh, you were, you were scheduled to fight on the CES MMA 32 against Cody Nordby. We just, we were just there last weekend. I was there with my co-host, Matt Kona. Um, we saw Cody was, uh, attempting to get the bantamweight title over there and he got, uh, it was a fourth ground flying knee from Andre Sukumtoth that took him right out of that game. Um, so, uh, you know, I was, when I saw, when I saw his fight night, I, What's that? Oh, I was saying, man. Oh, <laughs> I thought I heard somebody talking there. Um, so, so you got the call from the UFC, and they were uh, CES MMA. They were cool about it. Um, about you taking the fight with the UFC. I know that you uh, you said earlier to me that you're um, you had gotten a rib injury, um, and so you'd already you had already pulled out of that fight. Uh, which I, I I wasn't aware of. I didn't know any of that stuff. Um, but they were cool about the fact that you had pulled out. But then two weeks later, you took the fight in the UFC. They didn't have any issues with that. Absolutely, it was part of a uh, one of the contract negotiations was to you know if the UFC called that I'd be able to you know notify any contract I have with CS, which uh, you know big help to Tim O'Connor, my manager. You know he made sure to have that clause in there, and CS has always. You know, more than willing to oblige the guys that are getting picked up by the biggest show because the more guys that they get into the UFC, 
it gets more legitimatizes their company, you know. Yeah, for sure. Jimmy Birchfield really is a, is doing a good thing over there. I'm I'm excited that we get a chance to cover it. Um, I think it's I think it's great that we get to see some of these up and coming fighters that are going to be making their way over there. Um, I know uh, you said earlier Rob Font, Fire Rob Font came from CES. Um, you came from CES. There was one. You said there was one other fighter. I can't remember who you said. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, Kyle. That's right. Yeah, I was at the fight. <laughs> Duh. Uh, yeah, I was at the I was at the the UFC 32 fight. Uh, I think he. Uh, I feel like he got a. I choked somebody out at that fight. I can't remember. Um, but I know he won the fight. I know he won the CES fight. So that was crazy for him to fight and then two weeks later get the call and go into the UFC for the the third being the he was the third or fourth replacement for Charles Rosa which was pretty nutty um but i i know that you're uh you've said that you're moving here pretty soon you're going to be taking off that that's a temporary thing um correct i'm going to be moving to southern california in june all right and how long how long do you think you're going to be out there for you know, I don't know, until I can stack enough money up to buy a house here on the East Coast and then, you know, keep doing what I'm doing out there on the West Coast. And who are you going to be training with when you're out there? Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, primarily doing all my training out of Team Plus, Dan Henderson's gym. Now, and I've got the likes of, you know, Sam Alley's out there. i got Anthony Freitas, who's a, you know, a Bama vet out there and doing big things. Fernando Gonzalez is tearing it up at Bellator. He's won five in a row in Bellator. Oh, yeah. I think we've had it in the Bellator soon at Welterweight. Uh, Virgil is out there as well. You know, Terry Sovaju, obviously a big name. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. could you. So, I mean, there's there's a bunch of good guys I'm going to work with. And then, you know, I'll be able to cross-train at Alliance, you know, down at Fuji's gym. Also be able to cross-train at uh, Black House. Well, my old striking coach, Daniel Warren, is, is the head striking coach there right now. So That's the Noguera Brothers place? Yep. Yep. Tons of options. Yeah, I, d- I was out in San Diego um, a couple of years ago. One of my, my wife's best friends got married. I brought my gi out, and I was going to go. I found a class that I could go to uh, over at Black House, and then I, I got roped into... I got roped into wedding shit and I couldn't go, so I was totally bummed out. I, I packed my gi and my in my luggage, but I couldn't get a chance to use it. Um, but that's great, man. That's 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 really cool that you're going to be really able to buckle down and focus solely on on uh, UFC. I mean, I've I've seen some of your past fights in the UFC. Uh, not, I'm sorry, not in the UFC. I've seen some of your past MMA fights online on YouTube, whatnot. Um, and I'm really excited to see what you're going to bring with a full training camp, with a full, with when you're able to train full time and not have to worry about paying bills. And you know, you know, you, you know that money's going to be there, so you can just focus on training. So I'm excited to to, to see. I think you're going to do great things in this division. So I'm I'm stoked to to watch you do it. Absolutely, man. I'm pretty excited too. It's going to be the first time since I was 23. To be able to focus on just training, you know, not gonna have anything else to worry about other than getting the hours in, putting the time in, and going out there and smashing faces, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm stoked to watch you do it. Um, hey, I, I wanted to ask you. There's a, a, a so we're connected on Facebook, and I see sometimes um, you put a hashtag. It says I am number fifty-seven. What does that mean? <laughs> so 
at the time when I started this campaign, it was uh, it was uh, after I beat Kin Moy. Uh, there were 56 bantamweights in the UFC, and I had been you know, blowing up Sean Shelby on uh. Uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and, you know, hashtag right and everybody uh, telling him that, listen, I'm going to be number 57. I'm going to be the 57th bantamweight in the UFC, and uh, it was only a matter of time, you know. I, I campaigned it, and, you know, I pushed it, and I shoved it down their throats, and they took notice, and then, boom, there I was. I got signed. What a great story, dude. That's a great story, man. Well, <laughs> I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Is there anything that you want to plug while you're on? Do you have a website or is there any, is anything that you want to talk about, uh, before we sign off here? Yeah, I just want to thank everybody that, you know, past, you know, in the past, the future and the present that's ever helped me with anything, whether it's, you know, uh, words of encouragement or, you know, gear. You know, it's everybody. It's been a it's been a long, tough road to get to where I'm at, and I, I couldn't have done it without all the help from my family, from my teams, and my sponsors. And you know, I also want to thank the fans because if the fans aren't tuning in and the fans didn't care, then you know I wouldn't be in the position that I'm at. You know, and everybody that wants to follow me, you can do so on Twitter at Gomez the First Thirty Five, and then I'm also on Instagram as Gomez the First, and uh, you know just. Follow me on those uh, social media websites and take a peek into my life and enjoy the ride. Right on, man. Well, I can't wait. Do you do you have a fight in the books yet, or are you just? Uh, I know that you you said before you have a you have a four fight contract with the UFC. Is there one set up yet? Do you have a date but not an opponent, or do you have a full fight set up, or is, is there anything you can talk about or tell us about there? Uh, I don't have anything signed up yet. We're trying to we're trying to get a fight in September or December, probably in Vegas. Uh, it just all depends, you know, if you're too tall and says, you know, it's there, then we'll go. But like I, like I was telling you earlier, I'm uh, in the process of moving, so it's going to be hard to get other fights, you know, on the world team as a, as a um, you know, being one of the best in the world right now. I have to take training very serious, and that's really hard to deal with a full-time job. So we're, we're waiting until we get to California until I can really, really get uh the work in that I'm going to have to get. Right on. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to see you with a full camp and just being able to, to focus on training and not having a rib injury. And uh, I think you're going to do great things this division. I can't wait to see what you do, my man. Thanks thanks for taking time with us, Joey. And uh, we look forward to seeing your next fight. Absolutely, man. Uh, don't, be a, don't be a stranger. Hit me up when you want to do another, uh, another you know, show or anything. You got it. Yeah, for sure. All right, brother, man. It's good talking to you. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks a lot, Joey. Take care. Yeah, All right, bye. Cool. Rematches. I wasn't meaning to say that Cain Velasquez was undefeated for 10 years, but in terms of a, a, a dominant enough champion, I know he had that one slip up in the one of three trilogy fights with Dos Santos, but it was a, a scenario where there's a much more clear number one contender at featherweight, but a lot of people are thinking more that it should be a rematch for the last title belt. Whereas the, I feel like the the water is so muddy at heavyweight. Yeah, because I agree. because then you have Overeem, who could have been uh, a clear number one as well. He was coming off an impressive finish of Dos Santos at um, the UFC on Fox. On December seventeenth, in the Dos Anjos Cowboy card, so you have 
who I think it's just going to be down to who has a more impressive performance between mm. Overeem and Rothwell in their mm. respective fights and how fast is Kane coming back and do they match him up with someone else or is he also joining the sideline of waiting for a title shot I I would venture to say that Kane Velasquez comes out of off of this injury straight into a title shot. Yeah, I think so. I, the only the only way I could see because it was taken away. The only way I could see it be different is if, in the interim, like Ben Rothwell beats, let's say he he beats, uh, let's say he gets the shot, and then he beats Verdum, and then Verdum would get the immediate rematch probably. Um, so it's such a the thing with the heavyweights is anybody can knock anybody out in that division. There's nobody that, if you get touched on the chin right, there's nobody in that division that can't knock you out. So that's why it's a weird division is because one guy beats one guy and then one guy beats, so guy A beats guy B, guy B, B beats guy C, but guy C beats guy A. Who or beat they've guy beat B. each other in the past. Right. right. So it's like, it's just an any given day. <laughs> I mean, there's there there are few guys right at the very tip top, and I think it's. I mean, for a long time it was Dos Anjos, um, Velasquez, and uh, now Verdum. Um, those are the three guys, like right at the top. But there's several guys that are right there, that are nipping at it. Um, ben Rothwell, Overeem, if he can keep a streak going. Mm-hmm. And then Velasquez, because his loss was his first fight in what two years since, right? Because he's been so injury prone. And then before we know it, it could be sooner rather than later. But there may be a new entry into the heavyweight division, John Jones. Mm, that you know when Jones was in, um, I. Was not uh, when Cain Velasquez was the champion when he was looking so dominant. I thought it's going to be a real um, if they fought each other. I said it's going to be it's going to that's going to John Jones is going to have a shit of a time. But watching Verdum do what he did to Velasquez and just knowing how good John Jones is. I go, man, if he packs on 30 pounds, which he can. Yeah, now there's no more cocaine involved, right? You're right. It's going to be a lot easier to keep that weight <laughs> right, on. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, supposedly no more cocaine. <laughs> Five which supposedly was there in the first place. Supposedly, supposedly. <laughs> double, the, the double supposedly. Inception. Hey, he went to rehab for one day. Come on. <laughs> He's cured. Learned his lesson. Good Don't to, do coke. Go. Okay, you I'm know, out. he picked up fighting so quick, so you know, like, he picked rehab, up recovery, re- like, rehab. A, he was like, I yeah. got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a hole I'm trying to fill inside myself with drugs and alcohol. No, no, no. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Are we getting a phone call? We wouldn't have heard it because I turned it all the way down. <laughs> so thank God. Yes, let us thank God. Should we just get on Twitter at Joey Gomez waiting for your call? Hashtag lonely. Hashtag podcast. I'll teach you how to use. <laughs> I don't think that's the way to go.
You know what? I corrected this four times, and it still sent the sentence the wrong way. It's because I'm here. No, that's right. Podca- technology. technology. Matt, Matt Kona and his tech, his he's old the, man technology fog that he throws the, at he's me. He's like the technology it's like a, it's like cooler. A, it's like a, he's like a, 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 a grand wizard of. You got that right. Anti-technology. <laughs> because I have a he's white a, <laughs> sweatshirt on. <laughs> it's a very pointy hood on yep, that sweatshirt. Absolutely. Uh, he was telling me on the way up about certain races and what they should be allowed to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is all races should be allowed to do whatever they want. That's yeah, what he said. That was it. Race, whether you're racing on ice skates or racing on roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> you should have total control freedom. of yourself when you're making out with chicks at yeah. the roller rink. Yeah, don't do it backwards. <laughs> That's very dangerous. I had a buddy of mine. His name was Hunter, and he lived in Age. Hawaii. Yeah. No, it was not Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, okay. Hunter. Uh, his name was Hunter. But he lives in Hawaii, but you knew him from here? <clears throat> no, I lived in Oregon on like this kind of hippie commune. My mom was kind of a hippie. Mm-hmm. And I grew up on kind of on this hippie commune. And uh, his mother lived on the hippie commune. His mother's name was Kevin. Really? Interesting. Yep. We call, used to call her Lady Kevin. So she had and, no choice but to be a hippie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have a choice when you have, when you're born with the name Kevin and you don't have, uh, twigs and berries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he would come from Hawaii and visit sometimes. He lived there with his dad and he, we went to the, he went to the roller skating rink one time. I brought him the roller skating rink and he was chewing tobacco and somebody punched him in the mouth for chewing tobacco. But the other, the guys that punched him in the mouth were chewing tobacco. Wrong like, brand, probably. I different brand. So. <laughs> they were Kodiak guys. He was a skull guy, I guess. I don't know what the deal was. The fucking sharks and the jets here. So goofy. This guy's name. Shout out to Hunter. Hi, Hunter. Hello, Hunter. Uh, I hope everything is well with your mother, Kevin. And for those of you who don't get the sharks, it was the, Hunter Brooks. And who, for those of you who don't get the sharks and jets reference, of course, Nick is talking about the rivalry between the San Jose Sharks and the Winnipeg Jets and, and their fans do not get along. It's kind of called Canada Side Story. Yes. Yes. West, it's called the West, West Canada, West, West Canada's story. The Western Conference. Winnipeg, Winnipeg is sort of central Canada, I think, but they're the Western Conference. Anyway, and it's, there is a Canadian on the card that is fighting Ross hey, Pearson. Look at that segue, Matt Kona. You are impressive. And this is interesting. And I'm not actually. I'm, this is a story to follow if you're uh, watching UFC.com and in the weigh-ins as they happen this week. But it is Ross Pearson. He was going to fight Abel Trujillo, but he had to pull out because of visa issues. Uh, oh, that's right. So instead. Uh, Pearson is going to be fighting, is, is it Chad Laprise? Chad Laprise, I believe. Right I want to now. say I'm he's trying right to look, right, look it up. I've been, uh, I've been working on it for a while now. I'm finally. Uh, just go to UFC.com. It's the very first. No, I'm going to sure, dog. <laughs> Chad Laprise <laughs> is his opponent and, and they are both, uh, in the lightweight division, but they both walk around at 170. Yeah, he's from Canada. And, and they, they talked a little bit 
on Twitter because when the late notice fight was made about fighting at welterweight and not at 155. I saw that. So hmm. no, they did tag the UFC in the post and asked about it, but hey, who knows? This could be one of many uh, fights that that happens where the the fighters are sort of saying, "Hey, guys like Conor McGregor and Nick Diaz took a late notice fight at a different weight class. Why can't we? We might be more yeah, healthier." Well, <laughs> I know that that's a little bit because you're because you're not gonna make eight million dollars on this card. <laughs> right, you're but- gonna make. $20,000. I'm just saying in terms of uh, fighter safety and they're trying to do a away with drastic weight cuts, yeah. th- this could uh, subtly be a, a big move uh, in, in that yeah. respect. And hey, it's an intriguing enough bout. It's the featured bout on Fight Pass. Uh, both, both fighters have won seasons of The Ultimate Fighter. So uh, Pearson, of course, coming off of a loss. I believe... Chad LaPriest is coming off of a loss, too, when he fought uh, at U- UFC. Um, fuck. It, it's the, it was a Max Holloway, Charles Oliveira one, Saskatoon, UFC Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Yeah. Um, is that in Canada? It is. <laughs> I can't imagine how it could not be. Yeah, he lost to Francisco Trinaldo. I think I... I think people that even if they don't know, I think they, I think they deeply they know. Yeah, it's probably not in Japan, <laughs> right? But he he's coming off that Francisco Trinaldo loss. Before that, though, also in Canada, who's, you, who's coming off Trinaldo loss? Chad Laprise. Laprise. And but prior to that, at UFC 186, Johnson versus Horiguchi, he got the fight of the night against Brian Bam Bam Barberina. And, and also the victory in that. So, mm-hmm. so no word yet, and and it could be the fighters because here's the thing: if you miss weight, and the other fighter, if you miss weight, you owe twenty percent of your purse to the other fighter. If right. you both miss weight, are you just going to switch twenty percent things? <laughs> like they could almost elect it. The UFC may not be that happy since they're both fighters in the lightweight division. But if they really wanted to. But- I've heard a lot of situations where fighters give that money back to the other fighter. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I'm sure there are plenty that they don't, but I've heard Fuck of it. Some. I wouldn't. <laughs> it would be tough to be like, oh, You're a professional. Well, you five, have two things to do. Exactly. You're right. Yep. I agree with you. Um, so I, I don't know if you, I don't have a lot to say about the in, entire card. There's a, there's a few, individual fighters that stick out to me and there's a little bit uh you know there's a couple female fights that are interesting Siohi Ham against Beck Rollins at the uh is this for a straw weight fight I'm, I'm looking forward to that uh the the return of Steve Bossy who speaking of UFC 196 got knocked the fuck out in his uh last bout uh, where he came in, actually no, he was, this was down in Florida. He was originally supposed to take- 196. No, 186. <laughs> he was like, supposed Jesus to- Christ. What, what? He just fought two weekends ago? He's fighting again? No, he was supposed to- And step... he got knocked out? How is this possible? He was supposed to step in for, 
uh, Rampage Jackson when they had that Bellator dispute at 186. Oh, right. But, when they were con- their contractual. But Rampage was able to fight. So they stuck him on uh, a show in Florida where he got head kicked within uh, two seconds to Tiago Santos. And he went stiff as a board and was real ugly. But Steve Bossy is a former hockey goon, so that's why uh, this this is intriguing to me. His, only his fights, second. I hate hockey fights. Hockey fights suck. Did you just hate them because they're on ice with ice skates? <laughs> Doesn't that like is, ice that skates. That is, that's, <laughs> I, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> then there's another fight that intrigues me. It's Antonio Carlos Jr., Versus Daniel Kelly. Mm-hmm. Antonio Carlos Jr. I saw fight, uh, in 11 second no contest fight when he accidentally stuck his, uh, finger in someone's eye and the fight was over. And he won one of the UFC Brazils. Eh? Yeah, tough Brazil. Tough, tough Brazil, yep. And he's fighting Daniel Kelly. And that's worth noting because if you're a Boston comedy fan and you're around Saturday at 8 p.m., I'll be hosting Nick's Comedy Stop with headliner Danny Kelly. What? <laughs> yeah. It's a different Danny Kelly. Different Danny oh, Kelly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Kelly, Australian fighter. There's a lot of Australian fighters on the card, so that may be uh, one of the reasons that I don't know many of the fights that that are uh, going on but the co-main event do you have charles rose's phone number so i can call him and tell him different people he's related to <laughs> yeah <laughs> charles rose's grandfather uh good friend of nick's uh, <laughs> just call and prank him every once in a while rosa i know you i know your cousin's sister's nephew <laughs> do you have any response to that <laughs> what do you what do you say to that uh i don't know who that is all right, bye. <laughs> yeah, so co-main event, that's the big return to Hector Lombard against the always ready Neil Magny. Yeah, and well, the last fight was against uh, Josh Berkman, which got turned over as a new contest due to... Doping. Doping, and that was in... January of 2015, January 3rd. Is that where you put your blood back in your body after you take it out? Uh, it's just when they get, when they find. It's just PEDs? PEDs, or is, Okay. Yeah. So I thought it was like, I read about in the Olympics where they like take, you know, you take blood out and you put it back in after you've already created new blood cells and it helps get more oxygen. I don't know if it's the same huh. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know there's some, there's something that Joe Rogan has talked about where they, they take your, I forget what they do with it. They take your blood and they freeze it or they heat it up. Yeah. And it creates some sort of um, like extra white blood cells that I don't even know. I'm, I'm talking out of my ass. <laughs> I do remember hearing Joe Rogan talk about this. This They don't do it in the States, but it's some, you have to go, you have to go to like Finland or something. Well, we know it wasn't Alpha Brain because that stuff's yeah. totally cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I use Alpha Pain for the podcast a lot of times, uh, so I can remember things like Inception. <laughs> I, I did not, I did not, I had not taken my Alpha Brain at that point. I took it before we did the podcast for CES, which we were there for, I think I have five, 
five hours and four hours and 45 minutes or five hours and 45 minutes of, of audio. I still have to pour through, uh, to edit that out. You've got all that content coming your way, MMAniacs fans. So get ready. If you want to listen to a regional fight that happened, that happened, <laughs> a regional fight that you can easily go read the uh, results to. You can hear us call the fight as is the first one where we actually had our headphones on so we could hear each other talking. Uh, even though the first one no one ever heard because it didn't, because it disappeared. I, I, I'm pretty sure there wasn't much to go on because it's so loud in there and we're both talking facing the cage and not each other. So we're not looking at each other, so we can't hear what each other's saying. So we're just talking over each other. I'm saying something. You're saying something else. Neither of us is hearing what the other person is saying, but we have headphones now. So, uh-huh. so but you know we what? had headphones for the CES so we could know when the other person is talking and allow them to finish You know what sometimes. We, <laughs> you know what we didn't even consider? And I was conscious about it somewhat at CES. <laughs> The people sitting directly in front of us must have been like, what the fuck is going on? Because I've never, well, have you, well, just, just, put, just go with me on this. If you, if you were going to a Red Sox game and sitting next to someone and they were just like, pitcher winds up, throws it, oh, he hits it to right, like, like field. You might be like, is this person crazy? Like, what do well, they do? Well, they can see that we're on press row and that we yeah. have a bunch of equipment in front of us. <laughs> That's true. So I don't think it's that much of a stretch for them. They're probably just bummed out that they got that, that, that's their seat. They're like, we have to listen to these fucking but they're, dolts. But they're also probably but, confused, uh, especially if they've seen Access TV because they'll, they'll see like the commentators sitting cage. Right, right. And then they'll be like, why are, and we're also, the, the thing that I think is somewhat funny is that on press row, we're, most people don't even have anything set up, which I think is unusual because if you go to UFC, pretty much everyone has laptops. A few people did right. have laptops, but a lot of people had nothing. Like they were just had cameras or their phones. <laughs> they were but just- we have this setup. <laughs> people right, are like, oh, yeah, they must this- be the radio guys <laughs> or something. <laughs> Wait, is this on the radio? What? Um, but they also probably did, did matter. Uh, yeah, and they, they know where they're sitting. They must, but still kind of, Funny when they're well, like, two guys to... are talking at the same time yeah. about this shit. The first, I was really disappointed that we lost the audio from the first CES that we did. Oh, only, because you were paranoid? Only for this reason. I wasn't paranoid. The dudes that were in front of us were all muscle heads. They were all fighters. Uh, and I could tell they were talking shit about us and they were like giggling and, and saying shit. And we had a microphone that was p- pointed towards the cage <laughs> that was directly in the line of their conversation, which would have picked up everything that they were saying. And I so wanted to hear what they were saying about us, but uh, they're probably just giggling and laughing about how handsome you guys are is my guess. They're like, they're probably like, Hey, look at these two fucking handsome guys. They look great. <laughs> I wish we could be friends. Hey, after the show, after the fights, we should go out and hang out with them. <laughs> I did give a guy a bottle of water because he, to take his hat off. I was like, he, he was wearing a knit cap, but at the top of his head, so it was all sticking up. So I, uh, I said, hey, can you pull that hat down all the way like it's supposed to be worn <laughs> or take it off? And he, I didn't say it with that off. attitude. I said, hey, excuse me, sir. I'm trying to record a podcast and your hat is interfering. (laughs) 
here is a bottle of water. Do you know what kind of hat it was? Was it just generic hat or was it like a team hat? No, I, I believe it was a Carhartt oh, knit nice. cap tan variety. He's got some money. He's got some money then. Yeah. I dropped my official UFC hat. Oh, this is true. In, in a puddle. And didn't get all the way in the, the one puddle. That you're wearing the now? one that I'm currently wearing. Were you out on a date where you're trying to shepherd your lady across a puddle? No. <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, it was a puddle inside my house. So uh, it was even dirtier. <laughs> And <laughs> oh, that sentence does not fucking surprise me no, in the least. Unfortunately, not. Oh my god! But the thing is that it's it's made from like this squishy material. So I looked at the tag to see what do I do to wash it. If there are any weird special instructions, the first thing it says is "Do not wash." Dry clean. Oh. I'm thinking this is the only thing in my life I have to dry clean. <laughs> Do I just have to like wait for someone else? Yo, can I throw this in your pocket? <laughs> Yo, hook me up. <laughs> Yo, let me dry clean this. So what I did to to remedy the situation, I I looked closer at the at the tag and I cut it off. I just cut it off, <laughs> and that's it. You fixed that? Did you just you clean it? Like it I hand washed it with hand soap from the Ooh. in the bathroom, like you're supposed to. Nice. We have done a couple of these podcasts um, from the basement of uh, of Matt Kona's side abode, side under two under side two studios. Yeah, in my room. He he doesn't. He he doesn't have heat. No, I do have a space heater, but I was straddling that thing <laughs> it's last a time. Small space My heater. My feet were so cold. <laughs> he was real nervous about podcasting. <laughs> 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 I was scared that my toes and my fingers were going to fall off. <laughs> That's what I was scared about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a cold world, man. But the David Letterman studio, they, they keep the, the studio real cold. So that's where, that's what I take from that. Great. Great. Uh, I'm just looking up, uh, look up Magni here. Cause I, you know, he's, he's on a, I think he's only lost one out of his last like seven fights or something. He's taking a lot of fights on short notice. He lost to Damian Maya. Yeah, I think that's the one out of the last like seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One out of the last ten so far. Wow. Uh, yeah, one out of the last ten. So he lost to Seth Bozinski in 2013. And then he's had, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten fights since then. Only lost to Damian Maya by a rear naked choke, and came back, got a split decision against Eric Silva, and another split decision against Kelvin Gastelum. Main event. Uh, but I, I don't think, I think Lombard is definitely his toughest, toughest opponent yet. It depends on what Lombard shows up because. If the baddest motherfucker around Lombard shows up, he could annihilate anyone in that division. But he just, sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. He's got real heavy hands, and he's a real, real fast. Uh, he's good at takedown defense. He's hard to get down, but Magny's gonna have a big, big reach advantage. He's constantly fighting. He doesn't take that much damage when he does, and 
he doesn't have a, a ton of submissions. I don't know if he has any submissions, but, uh, but Magny can hold his own on the ground. So that might be his, uh, his plot to take it, take out Hector Lombard. But it, my prediction is that it will go to a decision. If, if Magny's the win, it's going to be by decision. He's going to ho- have to hope for Lombard to tire out. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to be beating Lombard, uh, uh, on the ground. Uh, I mean, he's a, good luck taking him down. He's a judo, I think he's a judo Olympian. I know he's a major judo champion. He's won just a ton, a ton of, of judo championships. Um, so taking him down, getting him to the ground is going to be quite the little task is going to have to be off some sort of, uh, is going to have to rock him and then try and take him down. But I, I, I don't, I, I don't see this going well for Magny. I think he's either going to get knocked out by Lombard or, uh, or knocked out by Lombard. <laughs> I think okay. those are, I think those are his two choices. <laughs> Not a lot of options for, for Neil Magny. I'd go with knocked out by Lombard. Yeah. That's the one I would I'm pick. going with the second knocked the out second, by Lombard. The second one or the first one? Okay. You're going with the second. What about you? Cause I don't you? think he's going to get knocked out by the first Lombard because USADA is stopping the first Lombard from coming in. <laughs> USADA is overturning that, that event. <laughs> it sort of sounds like they're allowing clones in the UFC now with these two Lombards who are going to be fighting. Lombard versus Lombard. There's too many people with last names. That's what one good thing about professional wrestling. You're not going to see a lot of, uh, I mean, speaking, uh, speaking uh, of the, weird, uh, weird, uh, semi pseudo professional wrestling, uh-huh. uh, there is a, have you heard about the, are the you going to watch team? the pay per view? Oh, no, there's a tag team. There's, it's in Risen. I think it's Risen or it's, it might be one FC. I think it's Risen though. It's a tag team grappling, grappling match. match, uh, with Sakuraba and I forget who his teammate is. Versus Vanderlei Silva, who hasn't picked a teammate yet. So it's a tag team. I, I think which, it's going to be Marty Janetti. <laughs> Silva is uh, is grossly outmatched, I think, on the ground by Sakuraba. But Sakuraba is not the same dude he used to be. I mean, if you, I don't know if you watched the Metamorphs where he fought uh, Henzo Gracie, but it was. Uh, a lot of stalemating. There wasn't a lot of action. Wasn't a lot of action in that fight, but when Sakuraba was at his height, boy, he was nasty on the ground. Nasty. But this shit is crazy. Tag team yeah, grappling? What do you do? <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, hang on. I gotta get to yeah, my he's corner. He's about ready to tap, like he's about ready to tap from a heel hook or something. And does Vanderlei like, come in and break it up? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, break it. he or, comes and he jumps on his back. Or, or you something. do is you start yelling for the ref, and the ref, you know, doesn't see. Yeah, I don't know. Herb Dean, Herb so, Dean, come here, come here. It sounds so goofy, but I am, uh, of course, I'm intrigued by it. It's the goofiest thing I've ever heard. But but uh, is it more goofy than what you can get at? Uh, the pay-per-view on Sunday, which also features a grappling match, Chael Sonnen versus Michael Bisping. Have you is heard that about a metamorphos? this? Is no, this no. The, is this the thing where it's like four different styles of things? Yes. I Kurt, have heard of this. Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio. Mysterio Jr., yes. Yep. Oh, this is, a, this is a real wrestling. 
No, I mean, I mean, not, he just not said a real four different egg. things. There's, there's four. There's a, grappling, like, grappling, a, MMA, pro wrestling, and one other thing I think too. Yeah, there, there's a. Is that Tank the, Abbott is fighting? Uh, he it was supposed. What is this event? I've never heard of this. Damn it! Now I've, we gotta I've, look it up. I've, I I read about. Dude, what you don't even heard Tank of this? Abbott, and I've never heard of any of this. Okay, first of all. Uh, Roy Jones a- Jr. is fighting a fan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Boxing is the other thing. Boxing. Oh my God. Boxing. Is you the had other me thing. excited for a second when you said Kurt Angle, not because of anything he has to do with professional wrestling, but he's a motherfucker amateur wrestler. Well, he's also a great professional. Gold medal <laughs> Olympian. He yeah. uses the three eyes: I mean, intensity, integrity, and intelligence to win his matches. Yes, I don't. I don't follow any professional wrestling at all, but uh, I am a big fan of Kurt Angle. And when you said his name, I thought he was going to be doing some sort of, sort of like real he's also, grappling. He's exhibition. also a great guy to follow if you're a fan of drunk driving. Oh, is he? <laughs> so guess who Tank Abbott's opponent is? Oh my God! Tell uh, in the entirety of three count. <laughs> Dan Severn. Oh Dan no! Severn. Dan the Beast Severn. Dan the Beast. Yeah. And wow. Roy Jones Jr. will be fighting a fan who wins a chance to take a, a him yet up. to be. Yeah, and, and they have to be approved by the athletic commission because it's it's happening in Arizona. Yeah, is Kurt the, Angle. The fan is not announced yet. No, I don't. I, it's just. It's just. It doesn't matter just, when it will. I mean, uh, granted, I know it, it. It will make news. This is a bizarre. This is on pay per view. Yeah, it's on pay per view. It's twelve dollar pay per view. It's a twelve dollar. This is if a bargain. If you're interested, you could go to urshow dot tv. What time is this thing on? Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to the website now. That's this Sunday. It's this Sunday. March twentieth. March twentieth. Yeah, and you can you can get your eyes you can get you can be there in person if you live in Arizona by going to celebritytheater.com. This is your chance to see the biggest names. When in is it on? Sports. Because I I am so morbidly interested in this stupid, terrible <laughs> I <know>. thing. <laughs> I know. But it sounds like to, such I've, a fun thing. I can't to wait to hear you guys talk about. I really wanted to hear more talk about We're gonna dot off five thousand on the podcast oh my what God. happened. So I cannot this is a, I cannot this, talk anymore. <laughs> this is I a cannot, more we can talk about Okay, here we go. Uh the winner of the contest to fight Roy Jones Jr. is Viron Phillips. Ooh. And he is a two thousand eleven gold medal winner at the Ontario Provincial Boxing Championships. Oh, okay. So he does have a, a background in that. He was also at the Algoma University basketball team, one of the top forwards in the country. <laughs> so if it's St. Paul, yeah. He's good. <laughs> yeah, if there's a tip-off in the game. <laughs> oh, man. You want to know, the, the runner-up was Anthony Trotter. So he won't get, unless... Anthony, try to your ass out the door. You so ain't with get this, this paper, but Viron, he'll be in Viron's with corner. With this paper, you're getting, right. you're getting boxing, grappling, mixed martial arts, and professional wrestling all on the same card mm. for only twelve dollars. Yeah, this Sunday, March twentieth. Tank Abbott. What time does it start? What is this thing called? This is a WWE it's called, event. It's no, called no. Your Show. You are show dot com. I mean, the the name of the event is just called Your Fight. Ray Mysterio Jr. and Kurt Angle no longer work for the WWE. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, 
I do you know what time it's? I'm uh, looking. Oh, okay. it, 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 How many times have I asked? This has been I'm so excited. I've never been so excited <laughs> for something so stupid in my whole life. I'm guessing it's so I am like so, 8 p.m. Uh, this is like would this you is ever, like if a new uh, new Louis uh, special came out? <laughs> would you have a like prediction? I was so versus, excited to when you say to, when you hear Tank Abbott versus Dan Severn to, uh, this Sunday. Wh- who who's your mind go to? Oh, this is it's all going to be Severn. <laughs> It's He's all still, Severn. I it's saw all him. Severn all day. Severn has not stopped fighting at all. Severn is like 56 years old, and he still fights like 30 fights a year. All right. It starts at 4 p.m. Arizona. I'm not sure if that's fucked up because Arizona doesn't acknowledge daylight <laughs> savings, savings time. time. Oh, weird. But um, so I'm guessing that means it's going to be at 7 o'clock here, mm. East Coast time. Wow. Um, okay. Are you doing anything Sunday? I have a, I have a show on Sunday. I I, cancel that. (laughs) I can't. Oh my God. You're so sick right now. Look at your sniffling, your sneezing, your aching, your coffee. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm really, it's a bizarre thing, huh? I'm considering making the flight to Arizona. Let's go. (laughs) Let's make the flight. Well, oh my I'll, god. I don't know. I'll I mean, pick I Tank so, Abbott this is the thing. This is the thing that's so fucking terrible that it's going to be interesting. And how is Bellator not producing this? Come on. <laughs> See, this Well, is the, this is something you expect a, a higher caliber from Bellator. I don't know what this mess is. So when I get Data 5000 and Kimbo Slice and Hoist Gracie and Ken Shamrock that kind of tentpole bullshit doesn't fly with me for Bellator because I expect them to be second in line. I expect them to be producing fighters and taking the cast-offs from the UFC and turning them into champions there and taking their champions and then sending them over to the UFC and yada, yada, so the cycle continues. I don't expect to see that nonsense that they put on. But that's the, but, oh, that's the, but, gets but, the biggest ratings. Well, you're right. You're that's, right. Like, that's the unfortunate part. You hope that they would use those fights to bring attention to guys like Liam McGeary. Right. And Liam's a bad motherfucker, man. I just knew. I was like, that's the guy from those porno websites. I got to check this guy out. <laughs> Is he in porno? Kimbo Slice oh, Kimbo. was a promo. In porno. Kimbo Slice was not in porno. He was just sort of like a... Uh, a mascot for the Reality Kings porno network. <laughs> and he would sort of like be on like their website and just kind of like looking cool, you know, like a bad, bad dude. But he was, I don't think Yo, he was come like, come down and watch these dicks and pushes. I'm going to punch somebody. Yeah. It was kind of like that, you know, uh, <laughs> that's come watch the D and the V or I'm going to punch you in your backyard. That's actually the first time I ever saw him. And I was like, I looked him up. I was like, who is this guy? Like, and I was like, I oh, fought in backyards. Cool. <laughs> He must know so much about porn. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why his season of the Amer- uh, top, the Ultimate Fighter was the top rated uh, in their history. <laughs> it was because of porn. Season 10, yeah, all these porn fans wanted to see Kimbo Slice live in a house. <laughs> They're like, I've seen what happens when Kimbo Slice gets together in a, in a nice looking house in California. I, I've <laughs> and seen you him, don't want to miss it. I've seen him outdoors. What's he like indoors? <laughs> Can he punch indoors too? <laughs> we'll see. So yeah, that's gonna be the Sunday. I will Sunday. watch it. I mean, if you are in the Boston area, Nick. And, oh my God, I, I'm, uh, I I I think we need to do but, this. But my 
unfortunate just situation is I don't know if I'll be able to get it on my TV because oh. I don't have like a hookup to send the laptop. So we might have the, we might have to we would have to that sit would just seem sad cold, have to sit in your ice cold basement huddled together on your little love seat. Yeah. Straddling your your one person heater, watching the fights on a laptop. Maybe, maybe. Boy, doesn't that sound enticing? We can maybe go to the the Polish club down the street. Oh yeah, I hear they illegally stream pay per views there, anyways. Yeah, uh, if they can figure out how to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they'll have uh, one guy to hold the plug and another to pick him up and guide it into the circuit. (laughs) Is this from an experience that you guys had? No. just like a Polish oh, you're just, jokes. You're just, you're just, you're just taking shits on Polish people. We're just, ha- we're just being hacky. Polish jokes. Racist. Polish jokes. Hey. <laughs> Gorski. Don't worry. Bob Gorski. They're about as smart as a screen door on a screen door boat. <laughs> That's a take on a Polish joke. Yeah, it's a meta one. Meta world peace. Nice. Sada 5000. <laughs> Two athletes with great names. <laughs> One has produced a rap album. One almost died recently. Yeah, one spent two weeks in the fucking hospital after cutting 40 pounds of weight. And almost dying from heart failure because of That's what I was telling my doctor when he was telling me I had to lose weight. I was like, you see Dada 5000? No chance. I'm staying right where I'm at. (laughs) And Kimbo Slice, I don't think that we talked about this last time, both him and Jim Rock. Yeah, they both failed pre-screening drug test, and here's the, the well, thing. Well, I hope that that means that we never have to see either of them fight again. <laughs> well, you're definitely going to see Kimbo Slice again, I'm thinking, Bellator. I don't know what his contract situation is, but when they put him on TV, it's big ratings. I mm-hmm. mean, it was bigger ratings for the Kimbo-Dada fight than it was for the Hoist Shamrock fight. Right. And it was huge ratings when Shamrock fought Kimbo. There was huge ratings uh, that. back before that. So I think that the main current that attraction, was a of a fight. The, the current <laughs> attraction is more Kimbo than Shamrock now. Shamrock, which is just more sad. But how fucking, how out of business would Bellator be if Dada 5000 died and then it turns out that Kimbo Slice took performance enhancing drugs right. to do it? Yeah. Uh, it would, would be, be definitely interesting. Yeah. That would be very interesting. It would, it would, I think whatever would happen from that would eventually become like the, what would, they right. would make the new OJ show out of, you know? <laughs> They'll make a big court case. It'll be all over the media. And the then people like versus Scott years. Coker. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Who would play Scott Coker? <laughs> Danny DeVito in a fat suit. Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny, if they flattened his face. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so, but the thing in the, but the Texas, it happened in Texas. The fight was in Houston. The, uh, penalty for, oh, also, they only do pre, pre-fight urine test. So you gotta be pretty stupid when that, you know that's happening. Mm. And I'm not advocating cheating on drug tests or something, but if you want to, there are ways to do it. And well, it's, there, I've heard this, quote a lot from people in the fight game and the the quote that i keep hearing is that if you are getting caught doing steroids it's because you're fucking stupid yeah because there are ways to get around it and you know when 
the times are you can do it and the times are that you can't. And if you're doing it and the times are that you can't, then you're stupid. Not that I'm, I'm not advocating any of it. I'm just telling you what I've heard from other fighters and from people in the fight game. That that's the that's what people say. If you get caught doing steroids, it's because you're a fucking dummy. Yeah, and so we don't know what the um, exact substances that they took were that may be revealed later. I think I'm not sure if that's up to the discretion of the Texas Athletic Commission, which, as commissions go isn't as highly regarded. So that's maybe one of the reasons mm. that this fight took place there and not, say, at Mohegan Sun, even though it's on an Indian reservation, but um, in a highly regulated area. But they still go by the Connecticut Athletic Commission. Mm-hmm. It's not their own. <clears throat> it's not their own. I, I know because I um, my teacher fought under the reality fighting at Mohegan Sun, and I was there for the weigh-ins. And the guy, I will say, I'm going to say this on the podcast, the guy that is the head of the Connecticut Athletic Commission is a dink. Whoa. He's such a dink. (laughs) He just treated every fighter that was there like they were the biggest piece of shit on earth. And he was just condescending and rude and arrogant and bossy and more rude. And I didn't have any dog in the fight. I mean, other than I had my my teacher was fighting i didn't have any i wasn't it didn't matter to me i was i was like a hair away from mouthing off to him like why don't i want you to shut the fuck up he's just what, a real, what do you he's a real jerk this is the this is a situation this is the only situation where you're going to get away with talking to these motherfuckers like that because <laughs> if you were anybody else you'd be getting flattened like a fucking pancake <laughs> So you're, you're, you're taking the opportunity while you can because you have some, this little piece of shit power that you have over them to treat people like they're assholes. And they're not the assholes, you're the asshole. So whatever your dumb name is, Connecticut Athletic Commission. You're a dick. You're a dick. <laughs> well, can, can I, um, little, little bit of hijack the, the podcast while we're talking about local promotions? Uh, I had a phone call. With Sean Gilday today, who oh, nice. who, who runs CombatSportsNation.com. Yeah, and he's at, he's at all the events that we go to. He's he was, a fixture at every yeah, event he all over. He was at over. the Combat Zone that you weren't at. I ran into him there. Mm-hmm. Both of the CESs we went to, he was at. So he called me today with, uh, well, we talked about a number of subjects, but one of the things is there's a video on CombatSportsNation.com where it was taped right after... Uh, the most recent uh, MMA fight down there between um, I'm trying to think. Sorry, uh, it was Kate. The edge of my fucking seat. Uh, come here. on, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't know where you're going with this, Kona, but I I'm fucking anticipating with baited. Warrior Nation. There was a oh, okay. Warrior Nation event. Okay, and, and and this was like their last event. Like there there are changes on the horizon. So Sean spoke with. Both the owner of Warrior Nation and the Warrior of Cage Titans, that's Mike Paul Vare owns Cage Titans, and okay. Jesse Camp is the owner of Warrior Nation. So, uh, so they're merging? That's what they're, they're, that's what they're talking about. So what I wanted to propose to, to you, you two is we listen and we can play the audio if you, you want to 
put it through my phone to to have it on the podcast and then have you guys react to what you think that this means for the future of those promotions um i thought that might be a, a fun little peek inside the journalism there we go cool I'm actually here at Warrior Nation, ran into a very popular guy out here in, um, in Massachusetts. He made a trip to the North, uh, excuse me, Western Mass. Uh, Mike Polver, Mike, how are you? I'm good, man. Yes, uh, coming out trying to show some love for everyone in supporting my great guy, Jesse Murray. Now, you say you're out here uh, to show some support, but you're out here for a little bit more than just support. Uh, you had announced some things to the fighters and also to the fans here. Uh, I don't want to take your thunder, but tell us a little bit about what hap- what's happening between Warrior Nation and um, Cage Titans um, for for the fans who weren't here. You know, uh, you know, me and Jesse, we we kind of got into this. Um, I want to say he started four or five years ago. I started about six years ago, and we've always kind of been friendly behind the scenes. You know, Jesse's a great guy. You know, he like myself really got in this because he loved the sport. He wanted to give back to fighters and be a part of the sport. Um, you know, that's what we're all about at Cage Titans, and that's what Warrior Nation's about is, uh, you know, being a family atmosphere. You know, you're really, you know, giving back to the fighters. And, you know, we've been helping each other behind the scenes. You know, uh, Brandy Light, who does all our medicals, uh, you know, a childhood friend of mine, you know, works also with Jesse uh, doing medicals. So we already had the connection there behind the scenes. And, you know, Jesse now is, you know, really busy with his detective work. Um, he's getting married next year, you know, so a lot of things have been taking a lot of his time. So, um, you know, it, it's getting a little tough for him. And basically, this was going to be his last show. And when we talked, I said, hey, you have a great thing going on out there in uh, Western Mass with the Warrior Nation. You built a nice brand. Um, he actually approached me. Would I be interested in coming out and kind of doing the matchmaking and, and kind of taking Cage Titans out west? And, and we really haven't hammered on the details, but that's what we're uh, looking at for possibly later on this year. Now, um, you, you know, I, I understand, and you just did, of course, explain uh, why you guys are merging, but explain a little bit of the details. Is is it going to be, is there any more Warrior Nation? Is it going to be Cage Titans? Or um, how, how is the name going to change? Or is the name going to change? And um, when can we potentially expect your or Cage Titans first show out in Western Mass? Or is that something that's been discussed yet? Yeah, you know what? It's uh, it's it's honestly, um, it's really new. So I wish I had more news to report. Um, this is a conversation that has kind of evolved from you know a couple of years back when he started doing amateur title fights. Hey, wouldn't it be cool to have you know Western Masses amateur champions from Warrior Nation square off against Cage Titans champs? Um, you know, we talked about that a couple of years ago. We never really pulled the trigger. Um, and then it just really came up in the last month. Like, you know, he came out to my show back in January and, you know, we kind of kicked the tires and talked about it. And he really enjoys what we're doing out there. And he, you know, it really comes down to working with good people. And Jesse's a good guy. And, you know, he believes in a lot of stuff we do. And it seems like a natural fit. So to answer the question, um, I don't know 100%. I wish I had better news. Um, Jesse felt strongly about Cage Titans kind of, you know, absolving, you know, kind of absorbing Warrior Nation and not using the name. Um, I know he's built a nice brand over the last couple of years, so I'm not really sure what's best. 
Um, and we really haven't aimed that detail home, but, you know, you asked me earlier about title fights. You know, we just crowned Jose Lugo as the Warrior Nation 125 champion. You know, Cage Titans as a 125 champion. You know, whether we try to unify those titles, um, I, I really don't know. There's so much great things happening. You know, we have our five dates for 2016 booked for Plymouth Memorial Hall, and we're going to see if we can maybe sprinkle one or two dates out here. You um, can't mark his, you know, is down for great, my... nice, intimate I atmosphere. counted a few. And that's what Plymouth Memorial <laughs> 17 Hall is. the first nice, two questions. nice, unique atmosphere, and we have a u- nice, unique atmosphere here at the Hukulau, which I really enjoyed the vibe. This was actually my first time coming out, so okay. uh, I enjoyed it, and um, I wish I had more hard evidence, you know, of when the shows were, exactly what the name's going to be, um... You know, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep you in touch. This has sort I of been like I know um, less than when we whether you guys had a vision this. at the time like your or not. Description but, of this, um, it, you guys had already had better information uh, than this. Fight each other with his ah, Will Smith. I don't. I haven't. I don't learned anything new fought, other than what you uh, told me. Well, you know that he's sorry. He doesn't. Um, have if I recall correctly, yeah, he is Was there sorry any talks back well, then, or was that just coincidental? You know, you guys they needed fights, and it was just a good matchup. You know, you know, Jesse has a great thing out here in Warrior Nation. You know, he usually does about two or three shows a year. Um, so with our activity of doing yep. five to six shows a year, it just so happened that the timing, you know, we didn't really bill it as, hey, Warrior Nation fighter coming to Cage Titans. Uh, but it was more just to keep the fighters active because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, our promotion, Jesse's promotion, we're not here trying to tie fighters down and saying, you better fight for us and no Correct. one else and, and, and holding you guys up. We're young fighters that are fighting for us. They want to be able to stay active, stay as busy as possible. So whether it's fighting for Cage Titans or Warrior Nation or Premier or NEF or, you know, any of the promotions out there, you know, we're just about trying to give these guys opportunities to further their dreams, whether it be fight for an amateur title, make it to the UFC one day, or just fight locally once to check it off their bucket list. So uh, that's what we're all about now. And you talk about right, events. Uh, tell us our, your is next date coming up. Well, the, uh, the owner comes in. It's only a six-minute uh, interview, but it's okay. It seems like a thing. I know, because we're sitting together and listening. It's weird. I wanted to have an organic reaction. And I see Jesse just came in, so I'm going to put him on the spot. See, he's coming on. Jesse, Jesse, the owner. You know, it really isn't about me or Cage Titans. Warrior Nation. He's really established something nice out here. So I'd like him to actually talk and kind of see what it is. Well, there's like a... It's really about him. wonder what he looks like. Jesse, man, so we've just been talking for the last six or seven minutes here. And, of course, Mike had nothing but great things to say about... Um, the relationship that's going to be evolving. Um, what's your vision now that you're joining team? You know, joining hands with um, the established Cage Titans. Uh, my goal in this whole thing is basically to expand a little bit outside of Eastern Massachusetts with somebody that I think has a grasp on Massachusetts in general. I want to keep business in the state. He's got a Massachusetts-based fight promotion. Let's start with business inside the state and let him expand out because I can't give as much as I could with less. And basically what I mean by that is I don't need to run my own fights, my own promotion, and keep the ego there when he's got such a great establishment already set with a following fans and people crossing regionally to cross state lines and come across my space to go over to his space. And, and, and I mean Wait, that in the best way. Space? Not oh. mine in a selfish way, but mine in an area yeah, that's Facebook known to Western already, Mass and his area to Eastern Mass. Why not let him expand out this like way and offer his fighters a greater approach at getting those title shots? Properly. 
Well, this is very exciting. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things to come. Um, Again, he has, or I guess I should say now, you guys have an event. Is that fair to say? say You guys have an event coming uh, up. We don't know the path. We simply know the goal. We're going to get there, and we'll announce that as we, you know, everything comes to fruition. As as that comes to fruition, we'll figure it all out. And you guys will get to get to know that firsthand. As as soon as we know, you'll know. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for your time, Jesse. A great event, Um, and and we'll see each other and hear each other uh, from each other soon. I'll see you later. On um, in April. Oh, oh man! Jesus Sorry. At, at the end of the video. Oh my god! <laughs> what in the? Fuck? <laughs> oh my shit. god! At the end of the video, they were all killed by a Mack truck. Oh. That's why I didn't want to spoil anything. I was truck. trying to keep my finger on it because I knew that the fucking music was much louder than. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so my, sorry. Was that an organic enough reaction? <laughs> it's like one of those. I should have got the reaction like video. Those, it's like one of those videos of the fucking where it's like where it's like pay attention to the, the dot screamers. in the middle of the screen and then it's yeah. a scream. Ugh. Motherfucker! <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this thing up. Okay, go host laugh free or die. What's your What's your reaction? Uh, how about the name? Uh, the, the name. Uh, Cage Nation Warrior Titans. Have they thought about that? That would be a good. I think. Uh, uh, g- g- compromise. The Cage Nation Warrior Titans. <laughs> okay, I like it. I love it. doing Devo. <laughs> I like it. I don't get the Devo reference, but I like it. Oh, they stuttered they, a they lot. Stuttered oh, a lot. okay. Kick it, kick it, cat. Whip it, dude. Can't get no. That is faction. So I think that name sounds. That was real weird. That's a Devo song. I just saw that Saturday Night Live bit recently. Very weird. What is your reaction to to hearing from both owners? And I know uh, that there was, you know, I I don't ha- I don't have a lot to say about it because I've never been to either of the, the events. Um, I I think it's it sounds like it's a good deal because uh, they're joining forces. It's going to be instead of two, um, instead of two lesser events, it'll be one greater event. You know, not not. not I'm not knocking them because I don't know the events. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, joined together, it's greater than the, you know, the aggregate is greater than the sum of its parts. I think the cage, so. the Cage Nation Warrior Titans are going to sweep the whole country. Personally, <laughs> I think uh, pretty soon we're take gonna be- UFCs by storm, yo. I think we'll take pretty- UFCs all down everywhere. UFCs everywhere. We're gonna take them all down everywhere. Cage Titan Warrior Nations <laughs> all over your face, yo. Uh, you don't even you ain't even know what's gonna fucking happen to you. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the UFCs they come at me strong, they come at me hard, but I don't even give a shit. I get the fucking Cage Nation Warrior Titans behind me, and we're gonna <laughs> fuck them up like crazy style, like fucking curb stomping and shit. Motherfuckers come to me. I don't even give a shit. Rules. <laughs> I thought it, you know, like, curb stomping is legal in. Cage Nation, it's but Rizzo. illegal yeah, in Rizzo. Warriors. Oh, What's right. going to happen there? So Let, confusing. No, no. I think that uh, if you're going to look up for future dates, stay tuned to Cage Titans because it sounds like what I gathered from that interview is, is that the owner of Warrior Nation has basically sold it, so they're going to be enveloped by Cage Titans. Right, but, but we sounds just like know what, still going to be involved. What I, I gathered, what mm-hmm. I gathered from that was blood pooling out of my ears right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that was an unfortunate side 
thing to happen. Um, oh my God, Jesus Christ! I think it Are makes it exciting. Your ears bleeding. <laughs> John Paul Rivera had to pull his earbuds out to make sure his ears weren't bleeding from that fucking screech at the end. Yeah, that's where you really, re- oh you really God. wish you had shitty There's no warning, <laughs> not nice Bose things that send things directly to your brain. It's too bad that they're fucking blown up now. The speakers are all blown up and everything. So uh, they also sort of danced around not making an official announcement. It sounds like they didn't right. have all the details. And he was sorry about out. that. He was sorry that they didn't have those details. So I think that yeah, basically he, sorry. he didn't want to get scooped by CageNation.com. They, uh, uh, Cage, CombatSportsNation.com. Cage Titans wanted to it, maybe Release announce it on their own or yeah. have, all right. um, Warrior Nation release it on their own, but it does make it. Well, I think maybe there they hadn't worked out the details. I think it was yeah, it was just so new because this is right after the final Warrior Nation card Mm. happened, so things are still a little bit fresh. Uh, It does make things kind of exciting for the flyweight division since well, one thing that a lot of people don't know about all amateur, not amateur, but lesser. promotions is that they don't have every weight class. You only right. have to use the weight cl- classes that you want to use. Right. There's a super heavyweight weight class. UFC doesn't use that. They don't have to use it. And right. and CES just added a, a bantamweight championship. So that that championship Which is what make, we saw yep. the other night, which was uh Andre Sokum 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 Toth. Yep. Yep. Versus Cody, Cody by spectacular fashion, yeah, flying quite knee. A crazy fucking knee. That whole place was on its feet. There was mm-hmm. not a single person sitting in that arena. And having said that, we got to wrap it up because yeah. I got to show. I'm just host. saying, the only thing looking forward to <laughs> is flyweight title could be unified between the two promotions or somehow it'll be uh, exciting. But thank you, John Paul. Thank you, John Thanks Paul. Thanks for having Rivera. me, so, so glad that you came up to join us. Oh, Please do so it again fun. sometime yeah. soon. I can't wait to hear this uh, again in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sean Gilday, for, for yes, letting us thank use you, your Sean clip. Gilday. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much. MMAniacs over and out. Peace out. That's the end. No, we got the MMAniacs podcast brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. They're located at 1338 Hookset Road in Hookset, and their phone number is 603-641-3444. Their website is www.teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Uh, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about 20 years, and for the last four years I've been training at Team Link, and it's one of the best schools I've ever trained at. Um, there's a lot of great instructors over there. There's no knuckleheads whatsoever. A lot of people there that are trying to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to study. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, karate, whatever it is that you want to study for martial arts, they've got somebody there to teach you the right way to do it. Uh, so if you go there, you tell them that the MMAniacs podcast sent you. They'll give you a free T-shirt and 30 free days to try out the school. Uh, again, their phone number is 603-641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com.